Happy birthday, Kurt Smith. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. What are those? I went out to Claremont County, what's befitting of a king, with a bunch of hoes. Oh, ho hoes. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's what so I mean. sweet. <laughs> that is so sweet. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, I have one of those right yeah. now. Thank you, man. You're I just, welcome. I just made my wish. You, um, you can, here, I'll set those down for you. I know you were just talking about doing some, uh, clean eating, and then I just dropped some hot <laughs> on you, but, uh, old Claremont County has. <laughs> that cat doesn't even care. No, I'm going to eat one of these things right now. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't taste quite the same as it did when we were kids. <laughs> no. You know? No. <laughs> Kurt, how are you doing, man? Coming back from Dale Hollow, Kentucky. I am excited to hear about that trip. I hope this cat doesn't just claw the bejesus out of me. Okay? This is a... We have a mutual respect for each other. <laughs> are you good there? Are you good? I'm going to lean back a little bit. Is it all right? <laughs> my cat's going to claw you. Oh, my gosh. There's, There's the old gray barn cat. Go over there and eat some of your food. So tell me, um, happy birthday. How uh, old are you, man? I'll be 50 tomorrow. Wow, halfway to 100 years old. Yeah, man. Can you believe I even made it to 50? Oh, there was a few times I'd think, Wow. You came really close to that tree doing 35 miles an hour on a mountain bike, you know. Mm-hmm. Those chance, chances we took when we, in our younger days. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, 50 years old. And that seemed like it was really old for us, you know. But it's not really. It's just really kind of the beginning. Are you feeling that? Yeah, I am, man. I am. Besides weighing a little bit more than I should, you know. That's what you got. That's why you're in a hobby pro angler. Fourteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fishing. Well, something. you're not out of shape, though. You say that a lot, but you're not. I mean, you know, every one of us are probably carrying an extra ten pound of potatoes around with us, but I might be carrying thirty pounds of well, potatoes. You're gonna be working that off though this year, you know. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fishing on your schedule. Yeah, there is. There really is. You know, especially with all the COVID nonsense dying down. Right. People are just so excited to get out and do some fishing. I mean, one after another after another on social media, you see somebody new coming on board and Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so many more new people to the sport partially because of COVID, but I think we would have had a lot of new people anyway. I think I mean the the, the sport is exploding. Right. It is exploding. Right. You know, there's a lot of good things that are going to come of that, I think, for a lot of different people, you know. I think that uh, a lot of it, honestly, you know, it's kind of interesting to say this. I think a lot of it's tournament-based. Yeah. You know, and and it's not even all those people are going to do tournaments, but it's like a lot of people are just paying attention to them. 
Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I know I know some guys who only do two tournaments a year, man, but they pay attention to all the national level stuff. Right. The KBF stuff, the Hobie stuff, the Bass stuff. That's very true. You know? And they just do one or two local ones, and they don't really even want to do national stuff, but they're mm-hmm. paying attention to... It's just interesting. It's, just, it's really, you know... I, I, if you would have asked me two years ago if that's how it would kind of shape up, I would have been like, I don't know. But... Boom. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to see that. So you came back. Uh, you love Kentucky. Man. You love the state of Kentucky. I know you do. I do, man. I do. I have a kinship with that state for whatever reason, man. You know, and it goes back through, like, ever since I could drive a car, you know, I head south to Kentucky. You're no stranger to the gorge. You'd go down there quite a bit. A lot of mountain bike racing you do through the state of Kentucky, too. So you're a familiar with, as a yeah. southwestern Ohio boy, pretty familiar with the state of Kentucky. Yeah, at least a chunk of it. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I tell you what, there is something special about Dale Hollow Lake. That lake in particular, there's just... I don't know if it's the, the old roots of the valleys that it's made up in or what it is, but there is just something special about it. The, the water is usually gin clear. Oh, it wasn't this man. time, but it's usually gin clear. Oh, man, the smallies are big. There's, there's big, large mouth in there. Oh, my. Um, there's big walleye in there. There's all different types of stuff in there that you may not even expect to be in there. You know, here there's even a good population of hybrids in there. Wow. You know. Um, it's not your ordinary lake. It's stretched out and it's got nooks and crannies in it like yeah. not many others. Where do you even begin in a place like that? And I mean, there's miles and miles of shoreline. So where where did Kurt Smith's begin? Well, you know, I got a little history on that lake. So I had some offshore spots, or that I call offshore. You know, it's kind of weird to say that in that lake because it's it's all these big long creeks is what it is, and even the main part of the lake, there it's not that wide. It's just it, you know, it's these big long tentacles that run off the lake. Um, but I had some spots that I went and checked out that were in two different, co- that were basically in two different launches, two different creeks, coves. And, you know, I only caught one fish off of those spots. You know, they're like 20, 30 feet. You know, they're out there. They're a couple, some of them are flat, some of them are long tapering points. You know, they all have boulders on them and they all have weeds on them. But the weeds just weren't grown up yet, you know. I just don't think the smallmouth have moved to that, moved up to those points and flats yet. At least I, and, and I'm, if they were there, I couldn't find them and right. or get them to bite. Right. So now let me ask you this. You go into a situation of pre-fishing, because you're only down there, what, three days prior to yep. the tournament? Three days. And so you go into that situation and... You're out on your, your first day, and you, you find not many fish. I'd slightly be panicking myself. What happens in your situation, and how do you handle that situation? Is it a panic mode for you, or do you just like, no, I'm just going to sh- shift drastic gears 
in the next outing or yes yeah, exactly what I did man I don't really panic about it too much anymore and uh, you know I I've been I've been in the game long enough that you know you you know you're gonna have some bad tournaments man you just know that there's gonna be some tournaments that are gonna go sideways on you so even with two days of of not much pre fishing I was just like well I'm just gonna do the opposite it's, you know you know screw it let's just you know going deep isn't working I'm gonna run up these creeks as far as I possibly can and just look for the fish you know and, and and hopefully I'll run into a spot that holds some fish and that's exactly what happened I ran up at this creek you know and I went to the spot I, I could see some fish on my fish finder I make three casts and it's an 18 it's like an egg and they just got bigger it was like 18 like an 18 and a half and I think the last one was another 18 or 18 and a quarter, something like that. Right. You know. Um, so do you suddenly forget about yesterday? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's completely gone. <laughs> Out of my head, man. You know what I mean? And wow. I just stopped fishing, and I can see that there's that there's quite a few fish in this area. Yeah. And there's enough fish in my fish finder that when I made that first cast there, I was not sure I was going to catch a fish at all because there was so many fish there. It didn't look like smallmouth to me because the number of marks I saw, right. you know, and it was a, and it was a, and what it was, it was the last hole before it was like an eight to 10 foot hole. And then it went up to like two feet deep and it was two feet for like miles after that. So it was the last hole before it got shallow. And I think that they were, I think this is like the, maybe the first bunch moving up in that creek and for whatever reason i think that some of them had gone up farther because as i was scouting around i went up into this pre-fishing i went up into that two foot section and i was talking to a buddy on the phone and i ended up seeing a huge school of small mouse swim past me and at first i thought they were suckers but then i realized that they were small mouth and i just sat there and watched them What's a huge smallmouth school? Man, I, honestly, I think there were thousands of them. <laughs> I mean, I sat there for oh, maybe five <laughs> minutes just going, oh, my God. Oh, and they just kept going, you know? And it wasn't just like onesie twosies. It was like these huge... What the? It was like a river of them, you know, like a snake of them. It was crazy. With so many fish. That's know? like a special gift from the creator right there, man. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm like, at this point, I'm just <laughs> like, you know, pinching myself a little bit. Like, I need to wake up. I tell my friend I have to go, you know. <laughs> I've got to go. There's thousands of smallmouth yeah. swimming by me. And I didn't even bother. No, you're not. I mean, you're not kidding. I mean, literally. Literally, literally. thousands, man. No, no fishing exaggeration. I mean, I'm floored. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit of denial, honestly. I'm like, it's just, I, that's just too many. You know, there's just, I've never seen anything like that. I've never heard people talk about schools like that, you know. And when I got back to that 8 to 10 foot hole, and that, that hole was like 20 yards wide, and about 50 yards long, maybe 60 yards long. It was kind of a long, longer hole. And when I got back to that hole, I couldn't believe how many fish were. Wow. I couldn't believe, I mean, I was just in, I, I didn't throw out my bait again because I knew, I was like, I'm, I'm coming here, I'm coming here, so I don't want to oh. beat this place up. 
I don't want to catch. I don't want to catch nine hundred ninety nine of them. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, I mean, that was, and, and, and it sounds weird. It's like, well, why didn't you catch a few more if there's so many there? And I, I was kind of, you know, I was in denial. Yeah, I was in total denial. I was just like, wow, they they like, got to be suckers or you know. But gosh, when I was looking at them, I'm like, that's a smallmouth. Because the water is clear. Perfect, right? Up, so up what's the visibility? Three. Two feet. It's Six the whole two feet, feet, right? Six feet. So you're in a couple in feet of water and they're feet. just... Yeah, I mean, you can see that two feet, you can see a grain of sand. You know? I mean, you oh can see... Oh, my God. That had to be one of the most... I, I can't... I I couldn't imagine any much more of a nature type of beautiful thing to, sw- to watch. And the setting. The setting there. And it is these big giant bluff walls. There's caves. There's bats coming out and flying around every so often out of these little caves and these little pockets in the walls. I mean, it, it, big giant boulders in and out of the water oh. and big square rock, rock slide looking things coming down. I mean, just the 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 nature, the beauty, the man, it's intense. I mean, I can't, you know, I'm a tree hugger. Everyone knows that who knows me knows, knows that I like nature. I like to immerse myself in it, man. And it was just an amazing, beautiful spot. I mean, it's just, yeah. Wow. And for all that to happen in that spot. Yeah. For a tournament. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not going to lie. I was in denial, man. Wow. I was in a little bit of denial, man. And. I saw a lot of fish, but like I said, I only caught three, so I just uh, left, man. I wasn't sure what to do, and, you know, I knew I was going to go there, and, you know, and then I end up running across another friend of mine, Mark, and as I'm talking to Mark, and Mark's like, yeah, I found a little something, I'm like, oh, it's awesome, man. I mean, it's like, I did too, and he goes, he goes, yeah, you know, and he said something about a bluff wall, and I'm like, right at the bend, and I'm like, And then, and then I'm like, oh, was there a boulder over there? He's like, yeah. I'm like, and there was another one, like, just over there. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so we realized we're talking about the same area. Right. But it wasn't the same spot. He had a little different area picked out that was super juicy, too, man. And that my, my thought was is I'd fish that hole and try to get my limit and then kind of squirrel around to where he was. Right. But then, you know, since he was going to be there, we, you know, we were at the ramp together that morning and, you know, we just talk it out, which is awesome. I, I love that. It's just always for me, except for one time, it's always been that easy with a spot with people just like, Hey, yeah. well, we're both here. You know, can we work it out? We both found it independently. You know what I mean? It wasn't like someone followed someone else there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just like a, we just worked it out. And right. Uh, since we weren't even planning on fishing the exact spots at the same time, you know, he want, he he wanted to start where he did and I wanted to start where I did. Because the area is, it's got to be pretty private. Yeah. I mean, you're there in there by yourself, I would imagine. You're yeah. not seeing too many people through there, so... You just get a rasp at the end of the day. Wow. 
and they can't get up in there where you guys are at. Well, they they could get all the way up. To, they could get yeah, they actually could. Those guys, they get up there with the controlling motors. Yeah, I mean, you have to be a little, you know, they're yeah, a little okay. touch and go, man. And I'll tell you what, a couple guys didn't, right? Like I think like four boats rolled back there, and and two of them didn't. Now whether that was just because a couple kayakers were back there, or, and they were being polite, or they were worried about because it was shallow and had boulders in it that came right up to the on, oh, almost man. to the top yeah. of the water. Yeah, but the water's so clear, you can see it. Wow. You know what I mean? So you just have to be paying attention on the boat, and you can get back there because you can see the, the anything submerged. But man, so, well, you know, that works out, you know, because Mark can catch 500 of them, and you can catch the other 500 of them, and you can just kind of do yeah, that that well, way. that's what I was thinking, man. <laughs> and I end up calling another buddy, telling him to come. And, uh, but, you know, really, what ended up happening on tournament day was that not as many fish were there. Just so typical with smallmouth, right? Right. You find them one day, and they're gone the next, right? But there was still a lot of fish there. And in the morning, man, that first hour and a half, actually, before before it even starts, right? When the light transitions happen. Yeah. I'm watching on my panoptics. I'm watching them freaking do, they're circling the pool. In like three oh or God. four schools. Just it's like, dark right now, isn't it? Because it's, it's you're, pitch black. That's got to be a little spooky. Let's start from the. Where, how far did you go up that thing? Like, I don't want to say. Okay, just uh, over a mile. Maybe <laughs> a long way. Long enough. Okay. Long enough. So it's dark. It's dark. You're going in there. It's pitch black there. Right. There's no. There, there wasn't a light at the ramp either, man. Oh it, was, my it, was, God. it was pitch black. And so those panoptics are just lit up like... Fucking... Like a Christmas tree. Yeah. I mean, it is like really... I mean, it was intense, man. I'm like, really? I mean, is it going to be that... <laughs> I was like, that's not as many as I came through, but there's that still just a huge amount of fish. And I'm like, even that, I'm like, are these all... Maybe, maybe oh these God. are carp swimming around. Right. But then I see one, one of the wolf packs... And you can see that there's some bait swimming around too. Yeah. You know, right? I'm paying off a little bait ball swimming around. And one of the wolf packs went at it. Just and all of a sudden, they start popping out of the water. The oh, bait. my. And then there's a few smallmouth. Yeah. And literally in my panoptics, I see the other two schools. Yeah. Key in on the carnage happening. Dude. Oh. And it becomes like a feeding frenzy in the middle. And I still have 15 minutes to go. Lines in, and it's oh like, my god, it's like, it just sounds like it's just a crazy, it's just the weirdest sound ever, man. When you hear like a feeding frenzy like that going on, and I mean, we're talking like 10 by 15 yards, oh. just boiling with smallies, wow. chad, and you know, that went on for like about five minutes, and then they calmed back down, and they got back in their schools and started going around circles again. So, those wolf packs are going into those bait schools. And they're blowing them apart with pieces, just disintegrating oh, yeah. this fish. And then the other ones are taking advantage of that. And then the other ones just join in, man. Right. I just don't think they can help themselves. They just he- they know frenzy. what's happening. They hear it and they want to be a part of it, you know. And they're all hungry, and you know the metabolisms are speeding up. Yeah. Every day it's getting warmer, so every day they're getting hungrier and faster. And their hormones, I mean, you know, they're getting ready to do their thing, so they got to be a probably ultra. Yeah, yeah. 
got her in a big school of jacked up smallies, a small NATO. It was, it was, dude. Just because, <laughs> man, that first cast, man, I, I didn't even get a chance to real debate three feet. So you had like a fantastic like hour and a half or so fantastic. of fishing. Now this was the tournament day. Tournament day. Oh, even makes it better, dude. It was unbelievable, man. It, it, I've only I've only had one other really good bite during a tournament where it was like one fish after another, and that was East West Harbor last year. Yeah, and this smoked it, absolutely smoked it. So smoked. It. I mean, all I did was what time I, is it? It six thirty. It's, it's line, line ten. It's lines in. It's right at line ten. Right at lines in. Yeah, or I think it was six. Whatever okay, did you in. decide to go with the swim bait at that moment? I knew that swim bait was it from pre-fishing that was what i caught the three fish on. okay i had that i had a big trd ready to go that yeah. i did throw and i did catch a few fish on it but that was later in the day because man all i had to do is throw that swim bait out yeah reel it and then pause it and then set the hook and even and i got to the point in this hour <laughs> and a half that i was setting the hook even if i didn't feel anything because some of the bites were soft and man i tell you what man most of the time there was a smallie on that you're just letting it sit on the deck. Just let it fall down. Yeah. And sit there. Fall. No, not even sit there. As soon as that line, as soon as I saw the line stop, like the bait yeah. stop moving down. Yeah, boom. I would just set the hook. Almost like you're jigging. Like jigging Almost, man. Yeah, but it's just, but the, but the, it was setting the hook on a fish most of the time. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really jigging it. The bait wasn't like moving and then they were hitting it. They were hitting it in the fall. Every time it was in the fall. Right. Every single time. Every single time. And it was like that for an hour and a half. Wow. You know, and I could throw anywhere in this circle of this small... Oh, my gosh. You know, and people ask me all the time, does panoptics help you catch fish? And I'm like, no, it does not help you catch fish. It helps you find the fish. Yeah. Right? You still have to catch the fish. Yeah. But this time, because they were schooled up in these, like, three different schools... It, it, man, it played a major role in where I was casting. So it really helped keep me on top of the schools. Instead of just like blind casting, fan casting an area and running into them. Yeah. I was casting right into them. Oh my gosh. It was like white bass. Oh my gosh. And it was, but they were like, you know, 14 to 16 inch. I think I had a 17 in there too. Smallies, man. Right. It was, it was the best hour and a half fishing in my life. Right. So that certainly had social media on fire, man. All the locals around here were just going, oh my gosh, Kurt's setting Dale Hollow on fire right now. Yeah, I think it, it was, was during that moment. It wasn't the leaderboard, and it's fun to watch that leaderboard and yeah. be able to be able to do that, actively do that. That's a cool thing there. But super cool, man. Yeah. Because, you know, I get a lot of messages when people, because they're looking at the leaderboard and yeah. encouragement and stuff. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, I love it, you know. It's a little annoying right when it first starts happening because my phone starts ringing. And I have oh to my turn God. it off during tournament yeah. time. But I, I do love after the tournament reading all of the responses and responding <laughs> to people. You know, some people send me some funny stuff. Yeah. Man, it's just oh my god! So that, I'm looking forward to going down to Dale Hollow. Okay. I've never been there. I'm familiar with the Gorge area of Kentucky, but I've never been into this area of Tennessee and Kentucky and that Dale Hollow area. But I'll be in the farthest east side, I think, down in Tennessee. Down in the Obey. Yes. 
which yeah, I say yes, like I know it, but no, I don't. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to the drive. It's going to be in the dark. I'm going to be leaving here. Yeah, I'm going to be leaving here uh, uh, really early in the morning to get down there Friday morning. Um, oh, so you'll be down there in the light, though? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, when the, when the sun comes Because it's, it's, yeah. the roads down there are windy. Yeah, so I'll be going... Yeah, probably be a good time to get down there when that morning light starts coming up in that, right? So I don't drive into the lake itself. It's, now, what do you mean windy roads? They're, you know, pretty crazy up and down hills or something? Or what's it like? Well, so, you know, it's it's a lot like <laughs> the gorge, man. It's right. a lot like the geological area and like, uh, what is that big south fork is right okay. above it. You know, that whole geological area. So you're, it's a lot of ridge sure. lines. Right. So the, all the roads are just curvy, like crazy curvy. And then when you get to to places you can launch, you end up going way down. It feels like you're going down forever. Right. To get to these places, man. And, uh, Not a good time to be crashing on Mountain Dews. Mm, well, yeah, just take your yeah, just take your time. It'll be fine. Right. It'll be fine. It's only a four hour drive. It's not bad, dude. No. It's it's an easy drive. Right. Man. It's an easy seventy five and then backwards for like an hour, hour and a half. I can't wait. So I'm talking about the Yak Gadget Pro Staff Meetup. And this will be my first of its kind. You know, we get these relationships built up on social media and we don't ever get to meet these really people face to face often. So it's the first time that I get to meet most of them for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. John Thomas and the rest of the Yak Gadget crew is taking care of a cabin for us down there i'm not sure it's probably going to turn into an animal house i don't know any of these guys really <laughs> you know I, I mean you know follow them on facebook and stuff but I'm not sure how that's gonna it'll be fun i like so and you know me i'm like that person who likes to just get in a tent and go off into into the yeah. dark woods i'm not much of a airbnb kind of you know i'll yeah. camp out but uh, i'm i'm really looking forward to this i'm i'm super excited about it it's gonna change your life man Man, i think it will i think it's gonna be one of those living the dream moments that we get to talk about in our you know our semi-pro professional kayak bass fishing careers you know yeah uh this is the, the ones you talk about so to hear you have so much fun down there and to pull that seventh place out of uh that kayak tournament uh, the Dale Hollow. Who put, who sponsored that? That was put on by the Bluegrass Kayak Anglers. Yeah, I believe that's their right. I, I can't remember their their yeah. But bluegrass. Right, that, that group's been around for a while. Yeah, it? well, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of in the area that AJ was doing theirs, mm-hmm. and then these guys came a, a year or two after and okay. kind of brought it back and. You know they're doing it right. Right. <clears throat> they're they're going to the right lakes. You know they're making it simple, easy, fun. Right. You know it's a club level tournament, and it's just. But you know, you're fishing Dale Hollow. How freaking awesome! I and mean, world class lakes for Man. your for, for a club tournament. It's just awesome. Right. Just awesome. Well, and there's so many places. Oh my gosh! So we're going into Eastport Marina. Are you familiar with that? I know where it's at, yeah. Okay, so 
If we're there and that's where we're going to launch, what would you suggest? Just go up and find some... Now, here's what we're going to do. It's, it's going to be fun. So, uh, John Thomas and uh, Yak Gadget crew is going to outfit all of her kayaks specifically to the tricks and the toys that they have from Yak Gadget for each one of these specific kayaks that we have. And then we're just going to mount them all up with GoPros. And then we're going to go out and we're going to do some fishing and catch some fish and videotape that stuff and have fun. How awesome is that? Have some more fun. That sounds awesome. I hear the stars are just absolutely beautiful down in Dale. They are, dude. The the sunrises, the sunsets, the the stars at night. You know, it's definitely not a place you go if you're looking for a nightlife. You know, (laughs) because there's not a lot going on. I mean, I... Can't find an old honky-tonk down there somewhere? Yeah, I'm sure you could, but, I mean... Would you want to walk into it? Yeah, I mean, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what you're saying right there is if you're going to pack into Dale Hollow, it's make sure you got some gas in the tank, yeah, and you've got your... Pretty much you want. I mean, there, there's gas stations around, but, like, if you... Like me, you know, I like to eat organic meats. You're not gonna probably not gonna find that at the Dollar General. No, you don't. Right. So, you know, I mean, that just, just stuff Slim like gems. that. Yeah. I mean, if you're okay with Slim Jims and Doritos, you'll be fine. You know, but you know, it's just that's just one of those places that it seems like the the restaurants are at the marinas. Right. So either you're eating where you stay, or you're eating where you're you're fishing type of thing. Right. You know, there's some other restaurants around that. There's just. It's just a different kind of lake. It just seems like more lakes are kind of developed. Yeah. Or have developed areas right. near them. And they have a bunch of restaurants or whatever. Do you ever foresee, like, Dale Hollow being developed? I kind of hope not, man. Because I think that's one of the things that makes it special when you go down there. You know? Because then you end up... Uh, like, there's some barbecue places and stuff. There are some places down there. But just because of how the lake's laid out, it's not easy to right. get anywhere, man. Right. You know? And uh, so it makes you like, you know, we were cooking out every night at the house I was staying at, which was actually, it was, you know, and normally I'm not like, during the tournament thing, man, if I could eat out, I'd rather just have someone make my food because I'm usually pretty tired, but right. it was really cool, dude. We had a sweet deck, watching the sunset happen over the lake. Nice. You know. We, Who did the cooking? Huh? Who did the cooking? And we all did our own cooking. Did you cook? What'd you cook? I mean, I cooked up some hamburgers and oh, some nice. steaks. Nice. Oh, nice. Steaks, that was good, man. Put a little butter on them, man. <laughs> oh, a little garlic. You're wringing your hands right now. <laughs> oh, that's so good, man. The organic, of course, right? Grass you know, and, and look what you... I mean, that is a magic moment, man. You know, because I can see it right now. You just got great food. There's great friends. And you walk out to a deck, and you're looking down into the lake, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, man. I got, I got a picture I put on Instagram of this killer sunset, and that was off our deck at, at the place we were staying. Right, just, yes. just awesome, dude. And, and, and here's the deal, man. So, you know, we got three people together, and it ended up being like $47 a night or something to stay there. So, I mean... That's not fun. You can't, that's, that. you can't beat that, man. Forty-seven bucks a night to hang out there. How long did you stay there? Uh, three days. Oh yeah, man. You know, I mean, is it, that what it's set up for? This place that you stayed at, like an Airbnb? Is that yeah, specifically it, what it is? It's, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was someone's lake house. I right. didn't see any 
personal items there, you know, because sometimes when you stay places, it's someone's lake house that they use half the time or whatever, and you'll see like magazines, car magazines or something. Right. This was like totally neutral. Right. You know what I mean? It looked like they were just right now. It was a, right. More like a Holiday Inn looking kind of clean to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Nothing man. spectacular. Just yeah. the basics. Yeah. Which was fine. It, right. It was. It was a good place, man. A good group of people, you know. Which just makes the trip. Right. So AJ was on fire there, man. It's good to see AJ catch some fish. He's a really good dude, man. And he doesn't get the opportunity to get out and do much fishing. Yeah. So it was really cool. Serious stick, yeah. man. Right. Serious stick. You think AJ's got a little? I mean, he's kind of is he? He's from Kentucky, right? Bluegrass yep. in yep. his blood. Mm-hmm. He sure is. He was running the bluegrass kayak anglers like originally, right? You know, or one of the guys, right? Yeah. And uh, he seemed like he was the one in charge. The first time that I ever, it was my first out of state tournament. Was a down at uh, Cave Run, and. He seemed like the man in charge down there. Yeah. He just had that aura about him, you know. Yeah. And that was the first time I met AJ. Yeah. I mean, he was running. I think that was the last one. Was it the last one they did? That's kind of towards really? the end of the end. That yeah. was like a bittersweet one? I think so. It was at the end of the year and stuff. Really? Yeah. Man, I'm just, there's something Forrest, if there was a Forrest Gump Achievement, Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award, I, I'm the man. I just don't fall into all these just magic moments that are really kind of history making in a unique yeah. way, you yeah, know? Because, cool. you know, he went from there to doing the Hobie stuff. I mean, it really was. It's neat man. to see that trick because some someone's going to have to write about this at some point in time. Because yeah. this is history. This is you know, history in the making. Man. It is. People don't realize, you know, just how young the sport really is. I mean, 10 years ago, I mean, you'd have a hard time finding a kayak tournament to do. Right, right. You know, and now it's like, throw a stone, you're going to hit three on the way. Right. You know, I mean, literally, you know. Yeah. I mean, once the weather breaks in Ohio, we're going to have the Buckeye, Cincinnati, the oh. monthly KBF oh. stuff all overlap, and yes. then and then heaven forbid, you know that you go out of state to one of the other tri states that are around us, you know Kentucky, Indiana, places that are you know all of a sudden, man, you will have multiple tournaments every weekend. It seems. Like. Oh my gosh! You know, so so many opportunities, you know, and and this year in particular, it is just a fantastic year to be a kayak angler. Because of all the different events we have, not just the local stuff, not just the tri-state stuff, but the regional stuff, man. Yeah. The the national caliber stuff within distance of Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, if you're an angler with any motivation, you're at these events. You know, and you're seeing it, man. You're seeing the Ohio guys. Yeah. At these, big, you're you're seeing them, man. You're starting, you know, you're not just seeing. It used to be you'd see like. Maybe four, you know, and uh, counting me, counting Eric. So that's two right there. When right. I say three, then there's just one other person. Right. Yeah, but now you're seeing like 10, 15. I mean, I think we had eight or nine at the Kentucky. Just wow. The, nice. the Dale Hell event. And then two of us were in the top 10. Nice. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, it was a stiff group too, man. Nice. Ohio. And Schaefer, and Schaefer for taking it. Dude, he smashed it, man. He just came. They were they were just kind of battling it out, weren't they? Like you know. At the, by the end of the day, yeah, man, it was just going back and forth between them. Yeah, 
they're just going at each other. Yeah, and they kept on catching fish, which is which is awesome. And, and Schaefer catching his like his his, his his I think it was the big fish of the tournament. Right. In the last hour after they turned Tourney X off. Oh my gosh! You know, and you I don't mean, know. Nobody yeah. knows. That's pretty. That's got to be super frustrating in AJ's position, in a weird way. <laughs> or is it? Because you know, I mean, he he's usually the wizard behind the curtains, you know. Yep. And uh, to not be in well, the know. And this is what I like about AJ. He started as an angler, became a, a tournament director just to have tournaments to fish in, to start them, so he himself can fish them and the rest of us do. And it, just coming from the perspective of the angler, he keeps that perspective, man. Because it can, it can be easy to lose the perspective of the of the actual angler doing the event. Right. When you're dealing with the overwhelming amount of work it is to put one on. So I'm real thankful that AJ's doing that. And coming out and fishing again, because it will remind him of the what you go through on the other end. Right. You know? That's true. That's very true. Because, you know, it, yeah. it, stuff happens. It's hard, you know, just, you know, there's just things that happen just to keep his mind aware of, you know, and the dedication it takes, you know, you go out and you pre-fish and right. it's work, you know, it's not easy, you know. Yeah, so, but, you know, AJ goes out and he, you know, basically, you know, just comes in second place in one, not like he goose eggs and, and feels uh, the pain like most yeah. of the, <laughs> the anglers out there, you know. No, he's not uh, feeling that pain, No, my God. But it's coming for him, man. He, if he keeps doing more tournaments, just like everybody else, you know. Do you know what AJ did? What do you mean? Do you know what he did at the lake? Do you know what any of the other guys have photos? Is it? Let me ask yeah. you something, you know, because I guess... We, we, I guess we're fishing a lot like polo, you know, like it's a gentleman's sport to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, so it's not really kosher, I guess, in the rule book form to speak of what maybe someone was really successful on, maybe where they went, or maybe if you know they're... Well, I'll be willing to repeat what AJ posted on Facebook. Okay, yeah, that's 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 part of the rule there, isn't it? Right. I mean, you put it out. You social, post it up. It's out. It's it's out there. Okay. Right? You know. I mean, he said he was throwing jerk bait. That's why I knew water. about your swim bait. I looked in your picture. Yeah. I mean, I, and and that's what I was using. <laughs> yeah. I never and I never hold back and and not tell what I'm using, man. Okay. People say I. It's funny. I've had a couple people say that to me. I'm like. I'm like, have you never watched any of my videos? Like, right. any of them? Right. What was <laughs> he using? A jerk bait? Yeah, jerk bait. Jerk bait. Which is... Do you know what kind? Of, it looked like a mega bass in the picture. Looked like a mega bass. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? I think it's a 110. I'm not sure. Well, that's awesome stuff. Hey, well, listen. Let's take a break. We're at 39 minutes right now and 44 seconds. Let's take a break. And then... Uh, uh, I want to talk about Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Tournament getting underway with Ted McKay in just two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks, because I want to talk some Rocky Fork Lake with you. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay? Yep. Okay, we'll be right back. He's going to blow our mind. Yeah. Welcome back to John Gray's Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM. Pop, pop. <laughs> the description of the Hobie kick-up fins by Kurt. Pop, pop. 
That did you have those down at Dale Hollow? You got them right now, right? With the three sixty. Well, I've had them. Right. I had them on my one eighty. Okay. Right. I've had them for about a year on my one eighty now. Um, I didn't take my three sixty to Dale Hollow yet. I'm waiting for the paperwork to register, which should be here any day. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, I can't wait. But those kick up fins, man, life changing. The last Just, little thing about the Hobie drive, you know, was that. Was that you know you'd bend those rods if you hit something you know and. You always want to take a kayak deeper and, you know, you want to get a little farther back and yeah. get through a little riffle or get back through some trees. And now it's just pop, pop. <laughs> and they go right back down automatically. You just keep kicking. Is that what it feels like? Just pop, pop? Yeah, you feel a little bit. And, and some you might feel the fins hit each other a little bit. Yeah. But they'll automatically, as long as you keep pedaling, they'll self-deploy back down, lock wow. back in a position, and you'll be... You don't have to take a drive out and reset them or anything. You just Damn. keep going. <clears throat> and one thing that I had uh, found out by um, truth or consequences myself <laughs> was bending that front fin by hitting something. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the kick-up fins. Uh, but because the second time I did that and I thought myself to be stranded, I just took the straight one in the back and I replaced it with the one up front oh yeah and then I took the one that was crooked up front and put it on the back one and you were able to get back call me crazy I think it was a little turbo charge <laughs> it did it worked and in fact it I used it <laughs> it felt like it did it you know, been, it. Man. I mean, it was. It it felt, but it was just bent enough where that front fin was kicking that back yeah. one, uh, and I just stared at it for a moment, like, "What am I gonna do? This is horrible." And then I wait a minute. I got the wrench, that Allen wrench, boom, popped that thing out. So just, you need to win another drive and a raffle. Again. I do. I do. I you know, one of I'm wearing one of them out. The one that I actually won at the Hobie Bass Open Series. I'm wearing that thing out. And uh, the one that has the arc, that's the one I got with the Hobie from Strictly Sale. The Boys in Blue Ash. Strictly Sale. And I'm not sure which one I like. I think the one that has the arc and it has the down shifting on the top of the, uh, mm -hmm. by the pedals there. I don't like that because your feet does hit those things and you shift those real fast. You can't. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, kind yeah. of because uh, I don't use the. Uh, remember the power grips that came out in mountain biking? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what those are. Those almost like power grips, you know. And uh, so I took those off because I don't like them. And uh, but that one seems like it goes a little faster than the one that's just got the straight drive on it. Call me crazy. The one the straight drive is the one I want at that raffle. It might go a little faster, and it might be because, you know, there's some tension adjustment you can do, too. Yeah. It might be in that fin tension adjustment. You know what? So I, I'm that dude that comes in with the bicycle after about <laughs> 400 miles of riding that thing and wondering what's wrong with it, <laughs> those cables. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I'm sure it does, and that's probably something. Does uh, Do you know if the boys up in Blue Ash do that? Oh, yeah, they'll tell you about it. They'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you how to do it. Right. Okay. Pop the fin off and it's on the bottom. Just There's probably, is there a YouTube video out does anything like that? Probably. Should be one. There should be one. Maybe you not. should make one. I might have to, man. I'll just, you can beat up one of mine. Yeah. You know, just tune it up. We can do it out here, man. Yeah. horses. <laughs> right. We got horses. We got props here at the Rock and Star Ranch. 
So speaking of the boys from Blue Ash, okay, Strictly Sale. We got the tournament. It's going to be starting here in a couple weeks. The Rocky Fork Lake Rocky tournament Fork. inaugural bass fishing tournament. It's going to be, I like Rocky Fork. I have a lot of fond memories of going up there on a Thursday night and co-angling on the back of a bass boat. That was my first. So you know the lake. You got secrets. A little bit. You got secrets. Well, they're not secrets, though. A lot of people know them. There's a lot of people that... It's Rocky Fork, man. Everyone knows this. You know, whatever juice you might have, someone's yeah. already fished it. Yeah, a million times. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's going to be just... It is a finicky lake, though. Yes. It's super finicky. Yeah. It seems like a big High lake, pressure. but it's, it's, it's not really a big lake. You know what I mean by that? I mean, it's not that big. In a kayak, it can seem kind of big because yeah. it's, it, it's, it's kind of stretched out. East to west a little bit, but it's just a it's, it's just not a, that big. I mean, no. if you have any type of motor, you can get to the, the furthest ends really quickly. Yeah, you know, it's a five minute ride. Yeah, exactly. uh, with a two fifty V Max, <laughs> yeah, totally. and they rip them up there, man. They do, Dead boys. They are, but, they, but for for like a few minutes. Yeah, what? <laughs> and then they, they have to let off because they're at the other end of the lake. <laughs> We got disqualified one time. Lane Bull. Lane Bull, we pull up into a uh, the no-wake zone. And Lane was always kind of anxious to get to that next spot if those fish weren't biting, man. And we were just laid back in that no-wake zone for about maybe, I don't know, 40 meters or so. And he kicked it. We got out of there, man. And, man, we, we produced some fish. I mean, we had some fish in the bag. And we got disqualified right there at the dock. Oh. That was humbling. Oh. <laughs> like, it, humbling <laughs> like it was. And, you know, and, and they it's not like you as you're pulling into the, the docks there, which is uh North uh Shore Drive Marina there, you're pulling into the docks there. It's not like they just go, Hey dudes, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna have to disqualify you. No, they're up there at the point of like a gazebo area, and they're going, Hey, ha, I'm going to have to disqualify you guys. And you're like, oh, man. Everybody's looking at you. But I, I like I like Rocky Fork. I, have, I don't know it well enough to figure anything out in that thing. So, Kurt, you're not going to, you have, you have nothing to lose. You're not going to be in this tournament, are you? No. Are you I, committed to it yet? Because you, I know how you are. No, I'm going. You'll sandbag it. No, I'm going down to Ufala. There's okay. a tournament down there. I'm, I'm, Peach State Anglers is putting it on, so I'm going down to Georgia to fish. I, oh, I, fine. I won't, yeah. I won't be here to fish. It's the same weekend, unfortunately. You're not. You wouldn't think that catching 14, 15 inch largemouth is fun here and. Well, it's not that at all, man. The, it's really the Tournament of Champions is going to be on you follow Oh, is that what this is going on? The Tournament of Champions? No. no. That's not oh, what's going on. Oh, I see. Yeah, I so see. I'm getting gonna, to know the lake. Yeah. I'm going to try to get down there as much as I... If there's an excuse to go down there, like a tournament that is a totally legitimate yeah, excuse. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been on that lake before? Never been it. Oh, you're going to have fun. Never seen it. It's supposed to be a bass factory right, right. now. Big Bass Factory. I was just I've been watching videos on it, and these guys' bags that are right. taking to win tournaments are just ginormous. 
So that's that's a good enough reason. So if anybody starts trash talking you at the tournament there at Rocky Fork because you're not there, I'll I'll stick up for that. <laughs> so, dude, come on, he's a new follower down in Georgia catching. Big but I'll fish. give you yes. the juice. Give me the juice. I'll tell you exactly tell what you. I would do there. Okay, is this like a, this is a uh, Rocky Fork exposed? Kurt Smith's exposed. It's what I know of Rocky Fork. Right. This is this is legit. This is legit podcast yeah. stuff here. This is this is solid info, man. I okay. can, uh, and you can people can take it or not. But uh, so I think the bass are going to be somewhere thinking about the spawn. I don't know exactly where they're going to be right. in their route. I'm thinking of the spawn. I made a video. You can easily go watch it, but I'm going to break it down right here for you. What I would do, I would start deep by the creek that leads to the western end of the lake, the shallow end of the lake. And Rocky I, Fork's deep, right? It is. is it, it is. It is. You really start deep, deep. deep. Um, yeah, I'd probably start thirty feet deep. You're going to have to use your electronics. And I would start looking for the bass to be staging up, man. There might be some staged up at 30, 40 feet where it jumps up to 20 feet and you can have a more prominent creek channel or something. Yeah. It'll be something like that. It'll be like a hole. It'll be a bend in, in the creek. There's a few of those. Because then the creek itself will be the road, the freeway that the fish are going to cruise up in mass. And there's probably another hidden freeway someplace some drainages or something that you just that you don't see on avionics but you look on avionics you'll see the creek channel and i would scope that creek channel out and the flats on either side right okay so now let's break it down for the common man okay so guy like me here's that you got to go up there and you have to find the creek channel yep okay i'd have no clue what to look for. So you, you mentioned Navionics. Okay, so I'm slightly familiar with Navionics. Download the app to your phone. Okay. Just do it. Everyone yeah. listening, if that's not on your phone, you need it, it be. on your phone. It's, it's yeah. free. Yes. Um, I pay a little bit extra for it. There's a little bump up. You get a little more knowledge and detail on it. And I pay Is that the Navionics Pro? Yeah, it's something like that. It's like six bucks a year or something. I mean, it's right. really. Do they take the cookies off of it and all the advertisements? I think they do, man. I think right. that's actually why I did it. Right, because, okay, I can That's kind of annoying. Um, <clears throat> but that's how you find the creek channel. You, it, and that's the first, that's the easiest way. If you don't want to look at Navionics to figure it out, because Navionics will show your exact position Yeah. on their map. You know, it uses right. your phone GPS. It'll. And if you're moving, it'll even show you which direction you're heading in. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's good software to have on your phone to get you started on the creek channel. If you don't have that, you're going to have to take your fish finder and search for the creek channel and look for that two to three foot drop. And then heck, that will trough and then it'll come up on the other side. And you just have to blindly look for it. But That's got to be horrible. Oh, I mean, I mean I, the, 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 the best way to do it is to look on the avionics. Or if you have so a now good is it marked software. on Navionics? Yeah. Is there a mark? Is it's there a purple line? There's like a red or purple line. Yeah, I'm a little colorblind, so I can't really tell. What right. It is. What was it? We looked at it. 
Red. Red. Is that it? It's a red. Is that what that is? That little creek channel going through there. It's not going the topography of the actual, is it? No. And you have to realize that the topography isn't showing you what you'll see when you see the creek channel. Because there's almost always a defined creek channel. And at Rocky Fork, most of the way back, the creek channel is somewhat defined. If not, you should be able to see it most of the way back. You get Mm -hmm. back to a certain section, it kind of disappears into the mud flat a little bit. But I would head... head to shallow water. I go from deep to shallow and I'd spend time looking for them. Because you'll see them when you run into them. When you run into the restaurant, when you run into the rest area where they're just hanging out mm-hmm. to make the next move, they'll be there in numbers. Especially these largemouth. They should be, and they might be suspended, you know. You're talking about the you're talking about the bass version of Waffle House or the truck stop down there. They're all chilling and just They'll be There's, hanging out together, man. You know, right. you see multiple fish together. Where usually along those roads, people talk about those creek channels being roads in the springtime and uh, for the fish. And you'll run, you'll run into some on that on the roads. But I always try to look for those higher percentage areas. You know, and if you can find a feeding flat that's like pre before a spawning flat, man, that is. Yeah. And then they're usually adjacent to a bend in the creek or a hole. Right. You know, they're usually like right by them. Man, you can can have ma- magic can happen if you run into those this time of year, especially and right. especially if you can find the females, because they're going to be kind of grouped up together, and, uh-huh. the, and the males move first. Right. So you you might run into a class of like a bunch of twelves and thirteens. Those are probably buckfish. They're probably the males. That you found they'll be together the females are usually behind them right so if you find that those bucks turn around and go the opposite way right yeah i know they see i'm the buck guy <laughs> i'm the guy up there banging out the shallows getting those bucks man yeah. but you know what if that's all you find like I me mean, that's all i found you know i mean but that doesn't work when you got like Skidmore back there, you know, dancing with the females and bringing up big twenties and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so that's true. And I Skidmore, mean, you know, knows that lake and has yeah, friends that live out yeah, that way. And, yeah, you know, he's gonna fish that lake strong. Yeah, you know, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. If you find them in practice, look the other way. But if you do find those, at least you got at least you got a limit. Right. Because you know everything in fishing starts with the limit. You know, I hear some guys, and myself included, have done this, who said, hey, I'm just going to go fish big fish. God, that backfires so quickly. Right. You know, I mean, one day you're able to catch five, the next day you're able to catch three. And it doesn't matter how big those fish are when you catch three. Wow. Because someone caught five. Right. You know, I've never caught five in a tournament. What? I've never. (laughs) It's Rocky Forks three, though, isn't it? Um... Oh, uh, probably. Let's look that but up. I've I never. I have qualified for the kayak bass fishing national championship, and, I, <laughs> and I've never made a limit. <laughs> and 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 here's that. Here's another one of those Forrest Gump things, man. I didn't even know it. Qualified here at a Cincinnati kayak fishing tournament. Um, that's strictly sale sponsored up there at Cow, and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even. 
I just caught fish, you know, yeah. and uh, a few of them that I needed, but didn't catch uh, my limit. And uh, qualified for the Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship. Didn't make it because I, I well, I could have made it, but I chose that there was just, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah. And there was just way too many <clears throat> people involved in that. And I thought, why would I? It would be. It's crazy. It's, it's like the expense and everything like that, you know. And I said, oh, well, I'll just have to qualify again, which will be a good challenge for me to do it again, you know, and try to qualify. But damn, COVID hit. And so Lynette and the fine folks down at KBF gave an extension to the people who didn't <laughs> make it to the actual tournament. To qualify that you can come to uh, the 20th. Next year's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Or this year's now. This year's tournament, which nice. is in October, I think. Yeah, down Texas, man. Which Hell is yeah. in October. So, Louisiana. that kind of, you know, was gracefully given to me. Maybe you'll go, man. You know, no. It's a giant that circus. I, you know, I, I want to experience that. At least once. It is good. You know, that kind of thing. Because, you know, the, don't you see that the whole... It's it's getting so big. Kayak bass fishing is getting so bad, big that they're sort of becoming demographics within its own oh, yeah. uh, group, you know. There's, uh, there's this demographic of kayak angler and then this group and this group, and it's starting to... Yeah, you know, it's, it's really cool to see the growth because look what's happening this year in the Northeast. So much is happening in the Northeast, man. Jason Gardner has done a killer job to bring kayak fishing opportunities, competitive kayak fishing opportunities to everyone in the Northeast. They've been begging for them. You know, they've come out and shown their support for big events, man. Hobie's going up there. KBF's going up there. I mean, they got it going on, man. It's just stuff like that. It's awesome to see, man. Right. It's just you don't... And it takes hard work from people like Jason Gardner and, and others. I don't know all the people that are involved with it up there. I'm sure, I'm sure there's way more. And, and um, you know, I'm just calling out Jason because I, I know him. He's right. a nice guy. You know. I, I'd be in a, I would be horrible at something like that. I, I, I have a hard time managing my own tournament. <laughs> I couldn't imagine the, putting the logistics together. It's something like that. It's got to be pretty... You know, it's cool. And uh, yeah, shout out to everybody that does stuff like that. You know, that's amazing to see that. So uh, back to Rocky Fork for a moment, oh, man. Sorry. That's all right. I don't want to get away. Um, there's some nice fish at Rocky Fork. What are you going to be throwing? What would Kurt Smith be throwing? You'd be throwing a little swim baits I'd out there? I'd be throwing a little swim bait for sure. Yeah. What, what is your little swim bait? Man, it's a Picasso brown tungsten head that's a weedless head that I use. That's the one you always you talk about, isn't it? I talk about constantly. I was going to shoot another video, but I'm like, what else can I say about it? I've said exactly how I throw it, exactly what I'm doing. And the video would just be like a regurgitation of another video I right. just put out about them. And, uh, man, I mean, a small three-inch is just such a solid bait this time of year especially if the water's clear now there's a good chance rocky fork that it won't be i mean a spinner bait would be a really good idea mm-hmm. chad or bait may be a really good idea depending on how muddy the water is right you know black and blue jig you know so here's some other juice 
along that creek channel going oh, up yeah. where it goes shallow, there's a couple stump fields. Yeah. I don't want to say fields, but there's a couple areas that there's some stumps in. Right. And there's some other isolated structure up there that, you know, quite frankly, a lot of people don't fish because it's kind of shallow. Yeah. It's in a muddy area. But that's why it's good stuff because there isn't much around it. So whatever is around there is attracted to that one spot. You know, so you're, you're going. It is pretty shallow up in there. Like it is a foot, like a foot, two. Well, foot deep. not not quite that deep, not <clears throat> quite that far. But you know, there's a good long stretch that's like five feet deep. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, it's kind of in that in that five foot area. I'd probably even you know, of course, I'm like I said, I'd start deep. I'd start looking deep first, and then going shallow because I don't know what's you know what the water temp is or what's the stage is. How long is that that transition from your deep? to a shallow area if if let's say things aren't biting real well well let me ask you this if you start and you're deep and all of a sudden you get a bite you're like oh okay i got a bite but it doesn't stick you don't bring it up how do you how long much longer on a bite will you commit to an area or do you have to catch something and if so you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. You know, for pre-fishing, right? Yeah. I use my electronics heavily, you right. know. So if I get a bite, I, I look, I use my electronics and use my electronic eyes essentially out of the water to see if there's other fish down there. Right. And man, you know, if I get one or two bites, I'll leave an area a lot of times. Maybe three at the most if I think a lot of fish are there. Okay. You know, I won't even necessarily even try to figure out the size. I mean, I hear all people talk about this stuff, and I'm like, so you're sticking six, eight, seven, ten fish, three days, two days, one day before the tournament? I was like, you're right. just you're guaranteeing that you're really hurting your chances because you're probably sticking the best mm-hmm. fish. I feel like the bigger fish will bite first a lot of times right. like this time of year. They're, you know, they're hungry, they're bigger, they can, they take the better spots. So what are those fish, do you think, those fish in their, uh, their uh, animal world kind of thinking? What, what happens when you catch a fish and you release that thing in the same spot? Is it just kind of nerved up when it comes to taking anything else to eat? Or is it, because they're not really injured well, they for the really, most part. Are, I mean, you just stuck a hook right through their face. <laughs> and dragged them up right. out of 15 or 20 feet of water so there's a trial. by a hook stuck through their face right. and they're fighting for their lives right. not knowing what's going on. So it's more of a trauma kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, really. I mean, you're just spooking them. Right. You're spooking them. And, you know, I, mean, I have seen some smallmouth bite real quick again. I've heard I've heard some people catching largemouth. Again, but that's, that's really rare. I think, generally speaking, once you hook a fish and you let them go... They're going someplace that they can hold up for a little while and rest. Because, yeah. I mean, you, we just, you just battled them up. You yeah. know what I mean? That was just physically demanding on them. Yeah. And they're beat up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. God, that would be hard for me to do, man. What? You know, I just want to catch fish. <laughs> it is, dude. It is. You know, it's hard. Yeah, and I is. maybe that's just where I'm at on the growth, on the ladder, you know. You know, I'm at that point where... I just want to catch as many fish as I possibly can. And then when I get past that point, then I'll... 
Yeah, I, you know it, it is tough. tough. But, I mean, that's the thing. If you want to do well in the tournament, you yeah, gotta be very true. judicial. And I'm not gonna say any names, but I can remember some two guys at Darn Darnell last year. We all kind of found the same creek, and they found it way before I did. Right? They fish good, and I went back to check on it, and I had literally cut my hook off. And I was just out there fishing around. I see these guys, and I'm talking to them, and, and we're all saying, yeah, we're going to fish it for the tournament. And then they're telling me how they came back to see if they were biting, like, every day. And they're like, man, we don't know what happened. It was, you know, five days ago, and I had come, like, three days. Right. Know, for, that was, like, the first spot I went. And they were like, man, we don't know what happened. The bite just slowly got worse. <laughs> And now, right. and every day they came, they were catching like ten or fifteen oh, fish between yeah. the two of Just them. Just having fun, having fun, pulling in big bags. It was yeah. a good creek. I mean, it was a good creek. It really was. And then tournament day, it was just really tough. Right. You know, I think one of them didn't get a limit, and you know, it was just, it, yeah, I was just like, yeah so that's like the lesson right there right <laughs> i mean right. you, you take know. it for whatever that's worth and whatever you want to do with it because i'm sure a lot of people wouldn't be able to contain themselves and just keep catching fish when you're out of town a lot of us only getting away for that one weekend once every yeah. six months or so you and your buddy make plans and you know all these arrangements and you just fall into something that's just absolutely gold mine and yeah, you're having a good time. Oh, man. my yeah. God. And then all of a sudden, it's a tournament's yeah. a goose egg. Yeah. it's a ba- it, You know, that's the thing about tournament. Everyone's like, well, it's you know, you're having fun fishing. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you don't realize exactly how that goes. This isn't like going on vacation and going fishing. <laughs> right. You know, this is like going to the right. spot and trying to make big bites happen on one or maybe two days, you know, yeah. it's a two-day tournament or and that's just not easy to do. And you got to manage everything so well. And it changes how you fish. And how, yeah, man. So many people right. don't, that don't fish don't realize that. Is this March 15th? 16th. This is the 16th. You had like a big. You had a big. It's like a. You had a big day in like a middle of March at one time at the Hobie Bass Open Series, didn't you? Didn't you just Norman. like you came out of first place, Lake Norman? Mm-hmm. Was that last? When was that? That was last year. Last year, just like last yeah. week, a couple days ago, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was right when COVID was all coming out, man. Oh. I almost left the tournament because, you know, the radio is making it sound like the plague is coming. You know, at that so time. it was. It was just fresh on the news and everybody. Oh, did you? You almost left the tournament. Almost did, man. If it wasn't for Mitchell White talking me into staying, I was like, I think I gotta go. Did you just just yeah. did you f- like feel well? Because they, they like, started closing states down while we were down. There. Okay, I see. Like yeah. it kept on getting worse. Like every right. day I was down there. Like when I left, it was like, oh, wash your hands more. Okay. Cool, right, man. Yeah, do that anyway. Yeah, I'll wash them a few more, you know, whatever, man, you know. Right. And then I get down there and it's like, oh my God, you know, whatever was happening. And I don't know what, the, I can't remember exactly what was anticipated. I mean, I think New York was catching it real bad at the right. time or something or and whatever, were, man. They're making a big deal about it on the news. And 
they were making it sound awful, and it kept on getting worse, and states were starting to shut down. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because, you know, in our lifetime, right. before COVID, what does that mean when states shut down? Can I drive through the state? You know, oh, I was hey. getting nervous. But Mitchell, you know, he calmed me down, which was awesome because, you know, I, I won it. And, you know, <laughs> And I wouldn't have if I left, right? Wow. I mean, you can't win if you leave. That's amazing. Um, That's an amazing story right there. I knew something was happening to you. Yeah, that was a big check, man. Yeah. That was a nice check. Something to come home in pre-COVID. <clears throat> that was a nice That's check. a nice stimulus check you got there. Oh, yeah. And that's when I bought Panoptics, man. That's when I bought my Garmin unit. Man. Nice. That was money. Big step right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was... My old fish finder was... Probably two or three generations old. Right. Know. It was old technology. Right. Not Garmin unit, man. Oh my gosh. For the money, you can't beat those units now. You're selling them for 600 bucks at Bass Pro and some other places, you know. I mean, that's crazy. 600 bucks? Six. You can get one for 600 bucks now? Not with Pan Optics, right? but you can get the head unit for 600 bucks. Okay. You know, when I bought mine, it was like 1100 for them. Right, right. That's amazing how quick, oh, exponentially, yeah. that stuff's just catching up with itself, and yeah. you know, you're like, where do, where where can electronics go? Just higher definition. I think you're just gonna see just better and clearer pictures. You know, I think you're gonna start seeing these companies making stuff easier to use. Yeah, because there still is so much you have to do in the settings. If you just don't watch a YouTube video. That settings for your particular fish finder. Right. Man, you're losing out. Yep, yep, that's true. You know, I mean, first thing you gotta slow them all down because we're in kayaks, but you know, there's always a couple filters or, or auto settings you wanna turn on or off to get the little bit better picture. Usually it doesn't take much. You know, right. Usually a couple little tweaks and all of a sudden it's like, you know, just killer. Right. And that's what I did when I got mine. <laughs> Garmin settings. Tried a few, played with a couple, and then realized it was kind of the same, but I did turn off some auto stuff, and, you know, and, right. and it was, it was, it can't be happy. YouTube's an amazing thing nowadays. Oh, it is. For your do-it-yourself guys. You're kind of a do-it-yourself kind of guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd prefer, actually. <laughs> so, um, speaking of do-it-yourself kind of guy, big shout-out to Jim Klein. Big Jim Klein, he's kind of one of those underground basement dwellers that works on his, like, uh, jigs and things. He's got, like, some armament he's been bragging about all winter. Like, he's going to bring out some weapons. Man, his Helgramites? Yeah. And those little weedless Ned head things he's making? Yeah. That's a really cool little combo. Right. I mean, for rivers around here and... Man. Right. So, you know, I'm a Vegas guy, and I like to call them out. And, and tell me, I get pretty accurate, don't I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With calling out who's going to be good at these tournaments, right? I think Jim Klein. I'm going to lay some money down on Jim Klein. Skidmore's, you know, uh-huh. still got, you know... Taking down the skids, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm putting him in there. I'm putting him in there. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. Putting him in there. Jim's Jim's up there, man. Jim's fish. Dude. Jim is on a revival right now. Yeah. And I think he is ready to rock and roll. 
You know, Jim had some health things that he had to get through this past COVID winter crap, and he's excited. I know he's on fire right now, yeah. I bet. So. He's ready to fish. Good luck, Jim. Uh, I'd be happy with a with a limit. <laughs> I'm going to start right there. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. So, again, if you have not uh, signed up for uh, the Rocky Fork Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Tournament, do it right now. Um, you go, uh, on, uh, Tourney X, you can register right there through Strictly uh, Sale, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing, the boys from Blue Ash, the Tasty Outlaw Gang, they're on fire right now. They are. Hobies are just, they, they brought a pile of kayaks in there I've never seen in my Uh, life like that. Tons of kayaks, tons and tons of kayaks. And all the stuff to outfit them too, man. I mean, that's the thing. It's like a one-stop shop. Yeah. And not just Hobie stuff, man. They got Yak Attack. They got um, the batteries that you might want to use, the lights you want to use. Right. I mean, just the fish finder mounts that you want to use. And not and just for all different types of kayaks too. Right. You know, that's <laughs> a fine selection of fishing lures. And some fishing lures. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got some tackle in there. They do. You know? They do. And then, you know, the cool thing about their tackle in there, man, it's like stuff that works here. Like, right. You know, no, 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 like fluff or BS there. Right. Man. It is like, yeah. You buy it and you know that you can throw it pretty much anywhere, any one of the lakes around there in southwestern Ohio, southeastern Indiana, northern Kentucky. Oh, man. So, everybody, the Yak Gadgets uh, pro staff team, safe travels. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Three days. It's going to be fun. Dale John Thomas and the gang in a legendary Dale Hollow Lake. I mean, this thing is Bassmaster legit. Oh, yeah. This is... The FLW was just down there. Yeah. Before that was the BFL. Oh, my gosh. Within three weeks. Yeah. Just catching fish. The greats, all of the greats have fished out of Dale Hollow. Man, I can't wait. So everybody, safe travels down there. And uh, I'm going to be right. I'm going to take off like, when do you like to drive? You like, like it you, early? Yeah, I like to be out way early, way before dawn. Get out before th- rush hour. Because I can't sleep. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So if I'm, so... You're up. I'm out about three o'clock in the morning. I take off. You know, so I'll be getting down there about seven thirty. That's like an hour before me, man. That's impressive. I just can't sleep. Cause usually I'm like about right about four, four fifteen. I'll be rolling right. out the door. I'll get up around three. And... That's when I leave to go to Rocky Fork. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to Stone Lake Lake at five in the morning. You know, it's only fourteen minutes away. You know, sunrise is at six thirty right now. So, but I, I just, I like it, man. And you know, on the highway, so most of it highway driving anyway until uh, probably an hour and a half before sunrise or so. But it, even though it's sunrise, you're down in the holler. It's it still dark, dark down, down there, there. Yeah. during sunrise and stuff. So when was lines in for the tournament down there? Was it six? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to remember. Was it black? Just no. You know, so you the sun. Light. The, the light had been up for a little bit. Okay. You know, so it was. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. 
But like you said, depending where you're at, I mean, right. you can, if you get in, a, in one of those hall, in those creek channel areas, that's yeah, has a super steep bluff walls, man. I mean, you might have blue skies above you, but not have sunshine on you. Right. So down at East Point Marina, is it like that? Yeah, a little bit. Right. So we're gonna have that. Bad. We're gonna have that light coming up over oh, yeah. probably that area there. So that's where we're headed down East Point Marina, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and meeting everybody really for the first time. You know, we have these relationships on social media, and we just, it's cool. We get the opportunity to to uh, meet each other face-to-face, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to trick out the kayaks with some Yak Gadget gear, and we're just going to catch some fish. It. Oh, my gosh. Hell, yeah. I hope I get some of them, like, kind of St. Croix rod shots that you got, you know, where you're just sitting there, and you're holding your rod up, you know, and you got a big smiley on it, and that rod's just kind of bent over, and you're like, you know, Good chance at Dale Hall. Oh, my God. Kurt, thank you so much for coming by. Man, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's always awesome coming over here and talking fishing. We're going to find out how many people listen to John Graves Kayak Fishing. Yeah. (laughs) We'll find out at Rocky Fork. Thanks for the info. I really appreciate that. You're becoming sort of like the, uh, I don't know, you're sort of like the, uh, I don't know, sort of like my Ed McMahon. I like it. Kind of. I'm like the sidekick. <laughs> right. I love it. He's got all the good info, boys. So uh, thank you once again. I appreciate it, man. Big shout out to my sponsors, Yak Gadget. I'll be seeing you guys in a few days. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, Lisa Spear at uh, Caldwell Banker. Thank you so much, dear. I really appreciate your support. I, I, I love you so much. American Tackle, big shout out to you guys down there. Thank you so much. Hang outdoors, Kevin Frazier. By golly, it looks like you are uh, finally got the opportunity to hit up some trade shows, man, and sell some of those beautiful custom-made uh, crankbaits that I love so much. Check them out at Hang Outdoors on Facebook or Hang Outdoors, Kevin Frazier on TikTok. He's becoming a TikTok star. TikTok star. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to your sponsors there, Kurt. Yeah, man, Hobie. Torquedo, St. Croix, Yak Attack, Strictly Sail, Fishing Online, Catch, Picasso, and Dakota Lithium. Okay, so Picasso. Mm-hmm. What is that? That round. That I need it. What is tungsten it? Tungsten, weedless. Check. How, how how much? What's it? What weight are you using? Quarter ounce is my favorite. It comes in. Uh, Eight ounce too. I think it comes a little heavier too. Can I order that from Fishing Online? You can. Right. You get it for straight from Fishing Online and and uh, and uh, where can I get straight to Picasso as well? Where can I get it in a couple of days? Fishing Online or Picasso? They get it. They both. They both do a great job in getting it. Out really. Of yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Fishing Line's super fast fishing. I mean, if you need stuff and you need it quick, man, it gets out crazy fast. I mean, I get my stuff and. Literally like two days without paying any extra. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Boom. Boom. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM. I will be seeing um, uh, some friends down at uh, Dale Hollow and uh, this weekend. And then I will be seeing a bunch of folks up there at Rocky Fork. Huh? Following the Creek Channel. Looking for those flats. (laughs) So long, everybody.